Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and I want to give a big shout out to my international, national, and local listeners. This is March. Wow, how time flies. And this is our month that we devote to sports figures. You know, sports play a vital role in our modern contemporary society today. More recently, we know sports have become a major leisure activity globally. And its prominence in the media has devoted considerably a lot of coverage, and it has contributed significantly to sports as a major leisure spectator activity. And, you know, I've heard many individuals state that sports and leisure activities are an integral part of social life, and they are, intrin- they are intrinsically linked to politics and society. So for most people, sports play a fundamental role, whether as passive spectators are active participants. So today, I am so excited to have in my studio the great coach, Butch McAdams, who's a native of Washington, D.C., who always say give up his basketball shoes to become a coach, teacher, mentor for many years to student-athletes. So today, Butch McAdams is a popular, dynamic radio talk show host on Radio 1 in Washington, D.C., and has been since 1992. So today, Butch is going to share his transformational journey and how he's interviewed a number of athletes, Hall of Famers from all sports. He's going to share some of their success stories, and from his point of view, what does it take to be a world-class athlete today? So greetings, Butch. I'm so happy to have you on the show today. Welcome. Well, I am so honored to be on the show. I have been on a great number of shows locally and nationally and even internationally, but uh, none greater than Dr. Barbara Roberts, excuse me, Dr. Barbara Young's show. And uh, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready well, to go. I'm, well, we're ready to have you, Butch, and, is, and it is Barbara Young. You've got a Barbara Robinson in there, you know? That's I okay. do have a Barbara Robinson, but I'm with <laughs> Dr. Barbara Young today. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Uh, you know, Butch, I, I don't even know where to start with you because, well, you know, when you discovered, uh, I know that you played basketball uh, and you have had a love for st- sports. Were you yeah. always intrigued with just basketball or were you football too? Because you're big enough. Well, well, look, you know, I started off, I tell people that besides my parents and my faith, my next love in life was sports. And I thank my father and my older brother, and I can remember being a very young child, maybe four or five years old, playing in the den while they're watching sporting events. And um, I can just hear the 1956 World Series where Don Larson for the Yankees going against the Dodgers and he pitched a perfect game. And then I can hear the greatest football game ever played in 1958, the Baltimore Mm -hmm. Colts and the New York Giants and on and on and on. And so when I got old enough to understand sport 
and the rules of the game. Ah, boy, I was in seventh heaven uh, in terms of being a participant and also reading and becoming a young historian. Wow, that's that's fascinating. You know, I I am so intrigued by your story and by the things that you've done because being a radio talk show host to all these and interviewing all these popular athletes, this has mm-hmm. probably been a highlight for your life. But did you play basketball uh, yourself? Uh, yes, I played basketball. Okay. Okay. Now, growing up as a child mm-hmm. in the neighborhood, back then we played sports per season. So when it was football season, we played football. When it mm-hmm. was baseball season, we played baseball and, of course, basketball. But let me tell you this for our listeners across the world. Mm-hmm. Washington, D.C., the capital of the, of the nation, mm-hmm. but Washington is known for great basketball. And we've produced some of the greatest basketball players, coaches, and trailblazers in the history of the game. So I immediately fell in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a great game of basketball. I started playing basketball in an organized setting at age nine. Wow. At age wow. nine. And I continued to play. And then I got to a point where I said, you know what? I'm limited basketball-wise. I have pretty good skills, but athletically, I was mm-hmm. not that great. I could not jump. You know how you see the guys who can jump high and dunk and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, put their elbows Mm -hmm. on the rim? Well, I could not jump over a Mayberry telephone book, okay? (laughs) But I had a tremendous knowledge of the game, Mm -hmm. and I saw where my physical gifts and skills were limited, but my intellectual and my knowledge of the game was way above average. So I said, you know what? I want to teach this great game of basketball, and I think I have something to give both on the court and off the court. So at the tender age of 19 years old, I started coaching and mentoring young boys. You know, that's admirable because one of the things that uh, I can say out of this, too, what I'm hearing you know, to know what your gifts are, but to know and your talents are, but to know what the areas that you're not good at, and to build on those that you, the skills that you are good at. Because you could have spent years trying to jump hoops and trying to do all of that. And uh, but I want to get back to how tall are you, Butch? Because I've forgotten. I met you, and yeah. You know, well, I am. You know, if you look in terms of everyday life, <laughs> then one would say you're tall. But if you're looking in terms of basketball. I am average or slightly a, a below average. I'm six foot three, okay? Uh-huh. And six foot three in basketball, unless you have tremendous physical skills, i.e., quickness, explosiveness, mm-hmm. tremendous mm-hmm. agility, you're known as a tweener, okay? And so I'm not six eight, I'm not six nine, but six foot three. But let me give some credit to my mother and my father mm-hmm. because they allowed me to pursue my passion and my, my, my desire. Now, I'm certain that my mom and dad would have loved for me to be Dr. McAdams or Attorney McAdams, mm-hmm. but they knew that my passion 
was in sport. So they allowed me to do that. They allowed me and encouraged me to pursue uh, my goals in terms of being a teacher in athletics and a coach in athletics. So I want to give big praise and props to my parents because sometimes parents will try to live vicariously mm-hmm. through their children and push mm-hmm. them into a field that they want versus what the young man or woman would pursue. Well, I think, and I thank you for that because, you know, our parents do play an awful great role in our lives and shaping us. And so obviously they were great in helping you to be the man that you are today. And since I do know you a bit personally, Butch, I know you are absolutely a wonderful human being. And I want to thank you for the work that you're doing. But more importantly, uh, you've served uh, as a coach since the tender age of 19. And, mm-hmm. and for many years, you've also interviewed a number of athletes and Hall of Famers when you got yeah. into radio. But I want to back up just a little bit that how you got into radio. Because uh, you've been in radio since 1992. So yeah. that's a considerable amount of years. So what sparked you to get into radio? Because you're so popular and dynamic back there. Well, you know, I had no formal training in mm-hmm. communications. Mm-hmm. But... I, as we've discussed, I had a tremendous background in sport coaching. Mm-hmm. I had a knowledge of sport, and I love people. So I had the opportunity, um, Radio One at the time, our flagship station was WOL. Kathy Hughes, the great, the dynamic Miss Kathy Hughes, mm-hmm. purchased WOL. And at the time, WOL was a top soul music station. Mm-hmm. But Miss Hughes' goal was to turn WOL 1450 AM on your dial mm-hmm. into the first 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week black talk format. And okay. so she gradually made the transition from music to talk. And a mutual friend approached her and said, look, I know you're going to do a lot of political shows. I know you're doing some, some, um, some shows and involving and having information with medicine. But mm-hmm. you know, D.C. is a big sports town. Are you planning on doing a sports show? And wow. she said, yes, I am. But I don't have anybody right now. We're looking at someone from Pittsburgh. And my buddy told her, say, Pittsburgh, <laughs> you, you can't get have from somebody DC. from Pittsburgh talking about D.C. sports. I got the perfect guy for you. <laughs> and, and that's how I got my foot in the door. And I tell you, Dr. Young, I was awful. I really was awful. <laughs> but I can remember Miss Hughes telling me, she said, I can teach you radio, but I can't give you passion. You've got the passion, and I believe you can succeed in radio. Oh, that's great. That, that, and you certainly do have the passion. I do know that, Butch, and you've become very, very popular back there in what you do on the radio. And you're on the radio quite a bit, too. But I, I want to ask and get to uh, serving your coaching and interviewing uh, numerous athletes mm-hmm. on sure. your show. And what do you think uh, is one of the most dramatic stories that you've heard 
from one of these athletes so far? Well, I've heard so many different dramatic stories. For example, (laughs) Thomas Hollywood Henderson, who was a former NFL linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And Thomas Henderson had a tremendous uh, career early on. He had a bright future, but he was a victim to drug abuse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so his story is a tremendous story of dying and rising because he was banned from the league. He got himself together. Mm-hmm. And not once, but twice, but twice. Hollywood mm-hmm. Henderson hit the lottery. Wow. And now he's doing so many great things in the community mm-hmm. and uplifting people with addiction. That is so that, I mean, that was one di- dynamic story. Wow. Well, you know, uh, the, the, so many athletes have fallen prey to drugs and alcohol or even other kinds of things. But what do you think it takes to be an athlete today? Well, I, I think it takes uh, a lot. First of all, you've got to have special God-given skills, physical skills, phys- physical attributes. You have to have that. But beyond that, you have to have a tremendous work ethic. You know, we in the coaching field, we have a lot of models and a lot of sayings. And one of the sayings is that hard work will always be talent when talent doesn't work hard. And so there are a number of athletes who have great potential but never really made it big because they didn't put the time in, they didn't put the uh, amount of hours to continue to improve their craft, and a lot of them weren't disciplined enough away from the basketball court or away from the football field. For example, just recently, Mm -hmm. uh, a running back, Alex Collins of the Baltimore Ravens, Mm -hmm. he was in an accident, ran into a tree, The police come, they smell marijuana, Um, he's got marijuana, you know, he has a weapon, and when that is reported, it it gets back to the team, the team releases him. Oh, wow. Wow. One mistake. But you you said something, though, so important, uh, Butch, or Coach, I like Coach, that it's, it's more than just the physical skills. It oh, is yeah. a work ethic. And the thing is, that is, that's applicable to any venture, even as an entrepreneur, even as a professor or a coach like yourself. It requires hard work and discipline. I mean, these are things we all talk about. But what, I, I don't know what happens. Is it a mindset? Is it a DNA gift? You know, that some people will work hard uh, at something or some will just not really put in the effort to be successful. Well, the first thing is, I believe, as you mentioned, it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. And I always tell young people that reaching your goal at a professional level, be it sport, be it in the corporate world, is not a is is not a right. It's a privilege. And you have to understand that. If I'm fortunate enough or blessed enough 
to make it to the NBA or the NFL or Major mm-hmm. League Baseball, the first thing on my mind, I've got to understand that this is a privilege. It's not a right. You don't have to be here. And when you have a privilege that's given to you or you've obtained, it can be taken away. And so that's the first thing. The second thing is that you have to understand that you are now a professional. Mm-hmm. And what that means is it, it means far more than you're getting paid for something. It means that you become a corporation and you are always representing the entity that's signing the check. Sure. Whether you're on the baseball diamond, whether you're in a restaurant, or whether you're in a nightclub, you have to understand that you are representing the corporation that signs your check. And the great ones, the LeBron James, the Derek Jeters, the Michael Jordans, no one's perfect, but they understand the corporate procedure. And so you're not going to read about Michael Jordan being in a big scandal or a fight in a nightclub mm-hmm. or LeBron James or Derek Jeter. No, you're not going to do that because they understand who they are and whose they are. Well, do you think that this is a part of a maturing process as one gets older? No, I don't think it has anything to do. Let me stop right there because we're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to be right back because I have a lot more that we're going to dig a little deep here. I'm ready. I'm enjoying this. (laughs) Okay. So thank you. Listeners, stay tuned because we're going to be right back with my guest, Coach Butch McAdams. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Moving forward can be difficult to do sometimes. There is always something going on. Many times, nobody else knows exactly what you're going through. If you are experiencing pain or loss, even something that is unexplained that is missing in your life, you'll want to tune in to Go For It with host Joe Hausman. Joe and her guests will show you laughter and love. Sometimes you just need something a little positive in your week. Make that spot Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Says, Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at one 888 346-9141 
That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back uh, to the show today with my guest, Coach Butch McAdams, who's a native of Washington, D.C., was a coach, teacher, and mentor for many years to student-athletes, and we're having a great discussion because, and Butch was a radio talk show host on Radio One in Washington, D.C., and he's been a host for a, a number of years, so Thank you, Butch, for again, for being on the show. And we're just having a great time today about basketball, football, but just about sports in general. So when we, uh, before we went on break, we talked about uh, some of the athletes and that there's a work ethic to be adhered yeah. to and also mm-hmm. a corporate protocol. My, my question is today, we have so many student athletes. We've got a y- lot of young athletes in high school, and I know that when the NCAA rules changed uh, a few years back, uh, how how has that impacted uh, uh, student-athletes as you see it today? Well, I I believe this, and Mm -hmm. I believe that you go to college Mm -hmm. to enhance your chance to make a living. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, LeBron James did not go to college. Mm -hmm. Kobe Bryant did not go to college. Kevin Garnett did not go to college because they were doing a time, they were playing during a time where the Mm -hmm. NBA allowed 18-year-olds to enter into the draft. They Mm -hmm. don't do it. However, I think within a year or two, that will change again. I am in favor Mm -hmm. of the super-talented prodigies because we have prodigies in so many different fields. Mm-hmm. So if, if you are a, a, a musical prodigy, if you are a prodigy like Venus and Serena Williams, as, as they were, mm-hmm. then allow them to pursue their career. Mm-hmm. For, exa- for example, this young man, Zion Williamson, mm-hmm. and of course he made headlines a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. when Duke played North Carolina and the ticket for that game down in Duke was higher than a Super Bowl ticket. You, wow. You had people paying as up as much as ten grand for a seat. President, President Barack Obama was there courtside mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. see this young man. Now, he's generating all of this money. Mm-hmm for the school, the conference, and the NCAA, and guess how, guess how much he gets? Nothing. Nothing? He, he, he gets a scholarship. But, but you tell me, if your coach is making 8 or $10 million a year, does that sound like an amateur endeavor? No. No, so this, this young man is going to college for one year, as well as some others, and it is a sham because he's going to college because he cannot go straight to the NBA. So he's going to college just to play basketball for one year so to that he enhance could be- his brand, mm-hmm. and then after that, he goes to the NBA. So, so that, so gift- oh, wow. That's, so, you know, 
gifted and talented young people should be allowed to pursue their dream. They should be allowed. So you believe that, uh, in essence, you're saying that you believe young basketball talented players be recruited into the NBA out of high school. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, look, here's the reality of the numbers. If you are a lottery pick, and a lottery pick is like picks 1 through 15, Mm -hmm. but if you are a high lottery pick, for example, this young man, Zion Williamson, he will probably be the first or second player selected uh, in mm-hmm. this, this year's NBA draft. Mm-hmm. So his rookie contract for about mm-hmm. three or four years, he'll get possibly $40 million for four years. Mm-hmm. Now, that's just his, his contra- contract with the team to play ball. Mm-hmm. He will get another huge contract from an athletic apparel company. So you're looking at a young man who will be 19 years old. Make, oh, wow. And making, making that kind of money. Making easily 15 to $20 million a year. So now, and, and this is guaranteed money. This is guaranteed money. Nothing against college, certainly nothing against education. But how many folks with degrees coming out of college make that kind of money? No, no. But but I have a real I have a point here too. With a nineteen year old coming out and then making that kind of money, who guides them? What kind of financial um, orientation or help do they get? Because with that kind of money, it's just like I just remember somebody finally came forth in South Carolina with the lottery ticket. Mm-hmm. But they held off because they were getting their advisors together, financial, you know, plans together. Getting, which to me was very wise. So they must be seasoned. So with a 19-year-old with that kind of money, Butch, I'm being candid. Who's helping them so that they make the right decisions as it relates to money? Because it can go t- straight to your head, and you well, start spending. I'm, well, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but now, from a financial uh, point of view. Mm-hmm. This young man, Zion Williamson, he, he comes from the Duke program. Mm-hmm. He plays for Coach K, Mike Krzyzewski. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that Coach K, um, he's lining up the proper representation for him mm-hmm. and the proper uh, support systems for him. Now, okay. uh-huh. now ha- having said that, it is mm-hmm. still up to the individual to make good financial decisions. I had a former NFL player on, and his name is Leon Searcy. Leon Mm -hmm. Searcy was a former uh, lineman for the NFL, Mm -hmm. and he talked about how he made bad decisions as well as other uh, professional athletes in terms of, A, bad investments, B, having multiple children, mm, mm, mm. multiple women, mm-hmm. and C, having to support the whole family and extended family. And he told me stories of how on payday he had relatives waiting outside of the sports complex for him on payday. 
<laughs> and you have to understand money. If you don't respect money, money won't respect you. That's true. You you but see the big number, five million. Okay, but that looks like a lot. You, you start divvying it out and taxes and all right. that. Well, first of all, Uncle Sam is going to get his off the top. Okay, right. right. And then after that, you start buying yourself a home, your mother a home, your auntie a home, and then that's that's just the homes. Then there are the cars. So, my belief is this. In life, Mm -hmm. I think unless you are a billionaire, but Mm -hmm. the average person who makes pretty decent money, the best advice I can give is to live a little bit under your means. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit under your means. And so, these these, uh, young guys, some are prepared and some are not. Can I ask this question? Well, I can't ask this question, but Butch, is it the role uh, or in the purview of a coach who has a talented player, young player, to actually safeguard him or her, because we could talk about all sports, to make sure that their heads are not turned in the wrong direction, they end up with multiple children by different women. I mean, is I mean, is that a part of the coach? Because to me, a coach is almost like a manager, or that's how I'm seeing it, but I could be wrong. Is that... Well, y- y- yes and no. Oh, okay. okay, and when I say yes, that was my mission. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, at the collegiate level, and I want mm-hmm. your listeners and viewers to hear this, mm-hmm. at the collegiate level... Mm-hmm. There's so much pressure put on these coaches to win. Okay. Okay, to that's win. the name of the game. You got to win, right? Coach John Thompson, mm-hmm. Hall of Fame coach, very good friend of mine. Coach Thompson used to always say, People always give me accolades about my graduation rate. He, coach Thompson graduated nearly 95% or more of his players at Georgetown. However, Coach would also say, I am smart enough to know while I'm proud of my graduation rate, if I don't win, I'm gone. So when you have so much pressure on (laughs) winning, then Mm -hmm. sometimes a coach will bring in a player who may not be a good fit for his institution, who may have a checkered past, but if this guy can play and help you win, a lot of coaches will take that chance. Okay. Well said. I mean, for, for viewers out there to know that, and particularly this is at the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you had talked about, um, at one time we shared a discussion about your view about college athletes being paid to play ball, and your view is they should be paid to play ball, college athletes. Well, I'm, listen, mm-hmm. once again, it's not what it was 40, 50 years ago. 40, 50 years ago, you could look at college and say, hey, it's truly an amateur sport. But when you have a coach, a big-time coach, mm-hmm. making eight, mm-hmm. $9, 10000000 million a year, and you've got programs bringing in 
millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> the players have to get something out of that. For example, if Butch McAdams is a star football player at the University of California, Southern mm-hmm. California, UCLA, mm-hmm. and I wear number 35, and, and my jersey is in the bookstore, number 35, with the name McAdams on the back, and, the, and that bookstore may be selling that jersey at $50 a, a, a clip or more. Mm-hmm. Guess how much money Butch McAdams gets off that? Nothing. Zero. Okay. Zero. I get your point. Now, I get your point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, now, if, if, <laughs> I if get you don't point. want to give them a check, then allow them to go out and make some money, especially during the offseason. But okay. the scholarship is, is simply cannot be the end-all, be-all at the big-time level. Well, you know, that's. I'm glad we're in this discussion because I think it makes it quite real, and you're being very uh, authentic and transparent about it as it relates to college athletes. But and and they should be paid. They should be paid to play ball. I think anybody, if you're excelling anything, should be paid for it in today's climate and environment. And you know, because it's which gets me to looking backwards a little bit, because in your lifetime and mine as well. You've seen some very great African-Americans who excelled in sports. Not mm-hmm. to say that there aren't other players of other uh, ethnicities that play great sports, but give us a bit of history uh, and the role they played. I, I am really excited because I did meet one great, Hank Aaron. I got a chance to meet him in person and his, and his wife. And uh, he yeah. and Joe Black have been hailed. I guess as well as some of the greatest pictures. Who was the greatest picture you think in history? Was it Joe Black? <laughs> well, no, Joe Joe Black, and, and it's ironic you mentioned Joe Black because mm-hmm. I have his daughter Martha Martha Joe Black coming on uh, my show uh, oh. this Sunday. She's got a marvelous book out. Um, okay. Joe Black was a pioneer in terms of being an early African American pitcher. He came up. In 1952, mm-hmm. and from a historic standpoint, Joe Black was the first African-American pitcher to win a World Series game. But the mm-hmm. big story on Joe Black is mm-hmm. that after baseball, Joe Black became a huge executive in corporate America. He was vice president of Greyhound Bus. Oh, yes. Okay. And so that that's the the cherry on top for Joe Black. Now, in terms of if you want to ask me who was the greatest pitcher who mm-hmm. happened to be African American, mm-hmm. uh two pitchers come to mind. One was denied uh the ability to pitch in the league during his prime, but I'll mention him because mm. Satchel Page did not come up and get a chance to pitch in the major leagues until he was well in his 40s. So who knows how great and how many records Satch would have uh, broken if he had come up during his prime years of 24, 25, 32. But who I witnessed, oh, it's definitely Bullet Bob Gibson. Wow. 
Really? No question about it. It was Bob Gibson because Bob Gibson, anytime you have your sport adjust the rules because of your dominance, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was dominant. So during the time, the NCAA said no dunking. Well, Bob Gibson was so dominant one, one season I think it was in 1968, that they had to lower the mound. You know, pitch wow. throws off a mound. And Gibson was nearly unhittable. Wow. And so, because he was so dominant, Major League Baseball says, we got to do something to help these batters get a better view of the ball. <laughs> so they lowered the mound. So they lowered the mound. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because of Bob that, Gibson. Bob Gibson. Bullet yeah. Bob Gibson. St. Louis well, Cardinals. Bullet Bob Gibson do you, is a great athlete. I'm, I'm telling you, to change the rules? Well, let me just tell you one thing, but we're going to be back in about, uh, take a quick break. We're going to be back because we're going to talk about more great athletes and what do you think they had maybe compared to what's happening today what was their secret maybe they had some we'll explore that when we come right back and thank you for tuning in today transformation for success with my guest coach butch mac adams we'll be right back thank you on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. If you've always wanted to take the lead in your life, but you don't believe you are a leader, then it's time to change that mindset. Leadership expert Linda Patton will help you discover the powerful leader that lives within and teach you the leadership skills that will transform your business and your life. Stepping into your leadership brings reality to your vision, and leadership can be learned. Find out more on Leadership Stars every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to my discussion today with the great coach Butch Mac Adams, a native of Washington, D.C., who is absolutely just really giving me some lessons today on baseball history, basketball history, and some of the greats that have been absolutely have entertained us because it has been an entertainment since we talk about sports and how it has been praised for the numerous benefits uh, and even bridging the cultural and ethnic divides. So, really, I want to go back to uh, what we were talking about before, the great bullet Bob Gibson, uh, who adjusted the rules, Kareem Abdul, who was another in the NCAA who adjusted mm-hmm. the rules. You know, uh, Butch, I want to just ask you this in your heart of hearts. What do you think they had? Do you think they had something that was different from what we see in today's athletes? 
Well, I, I think there there are a lot of differences. Um, mm-hmm. Back then, I think there was more of a hunger. Mm-hmm. Um, that there certainly was not as many things to do. And so, for example, guys played sports for prestige. Guys okay. played basketball or football to get the pretty girls to mm-hmm. you know to, to get mm-hmm. the dates. Guys mm-hmm. played basketball and and football as a means to college. Okay. okay. Today there's just so many more opportunities and so many more things to do. For mm-hmm. example, some schools in the urban areas have problems Feeling a football team. What? That, yes. We've had situations here in the District of Columbia mm-hmm. where certain schools had difficulty uh, filling a roster for a football team. And, and if they were to have enough to have a competitive team, mm-hmm. you're talking about 23-24 versus during my era. And before, you had 50, 60-plus man teams. Wow. What do you you think is the reason why they're having problems filling a football team? Well, I just think that, A, you're talking about, as I said, there's so many different things to do. You've got the social media. You've got Mm -hmm. these video games. um, And a Mm -hmm. lot of children don't play. They don't go out and play. That's true. And when they do play, everything is structured where we would go out and play. Okay? Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. would go to the playground and choose two teams. We would go to the ball field and create baseball or softball games. A lot of children do not know how to play. That's that's the first mm-hmm. thing. The mm-hmm. second thing is, now here is being a coach or a former coach, mm-hmm. one of my pet peeves, and I'm not painting everyone with the same brush, but there are a lot of young people who are coaching that don't know and understand the game. I always say, basketball is like church. Many attend, but few understand. Oh, and if wow. you look at the, if you look at the games today, mm-hmm. be at the NBA level, the collegiate level, or the high school level, the mm-hmm. fundamentals are poor. On defense, they're poor. On offense, they're poor, and they're not being taught the fundamentals. And in anything you do, be it life or sport. You have to have fundamentals because at some point you're Mm going to run into someone that is as equally as talented and gifted as you physically. Mm -hmm. So now what do you do? What do you do? (laughs) You go back to your fundamentals and that's that's the edge you can have. But if you don't have those fundamentals, you have no edge. (laughs) That is so true. Well, listen, you know, I want to uh, segue a little bit because we had talked uh, at one time um, that you were going to share how Colin Kaepernick was banned from the NFL. Yeah. 
You want to touch that subject? <laughs> well, yeah. Colin Kaepernick um, became a protester. And listen, mm-hmm. I think so many people got the wrong idea and they have the wrong perception of Kaepernick. He's not being disrespectful to the flag. Uh, matter of fact, the kneeling part came in because a friend of his who was a veteran, who served his time mm-hmm. in the armed forces, suggested that he kneel. Okay? Mm-hmm. And Kaepernick's kneel was to bring light to the racial injustice and the police brutality that a lot of African Americans and people of color, especially mm-hmm. men of color, face mm-hmm. in the country. But and he I'm, has a platform, like mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali had a platform, mm-hmm. like Carlos and Smith, the two Olympians, had a platform. Okay? And when you have a platform, some people have the strength the passion, and the commitment to use it. And others don't. And that's okay, because it's not for everyone. You mentioned the great Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron was a outspoken individual during his time. Yes. And he would try to get Willie Mays and Ernie Banks. Willie Mays, the greatest baseball player yes. of all time. Yes. Greater than Hank Aaron. Ernie Banks, Mr. Cub, another great Ernie. player. Mm-hmm. These were great guys. But I I remember hearing Hank saying, hey, Willie, Ernie, join me in this protest. And they would tell him, you know what, Hank, we support you 100%, but all we want to do is play ball. And I respect that. But I I just have to interrupt you a minute, though, because here I always believe in the power of choice. You know, because we all have choices. We all have some total of the choices we make in life. Couldn't he have done it, the protesting, in another way? Couldn't there have been a wiser way? I'm I'm just saying, you know, there are alternatives because, yes, he had a platform, but he could have built another platform where he could have pulled in other players. They could have done something, um, you know, differently. As, as a protest. That's all I'm asking. That's just a question. It's well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know what? Absolutely mm-hmm. he could have, but he, that was chose his choice. To, he chose to do it, and there was no rule at the time that said that players had to stand for the national anthem. He didn't disrupt the game. It wasn't doing the game. And guess what? And when the NFL and and the networks initially started broadcasting the football games and televising the games, they didn't show the playing of the national anthem. The the league gets money mm-hmm. to show the playing of the national anthem. So well, that is his right to do it. That is his right to do it. It's true, but we're living in a society now where everything is just open to uh, your visible. Your, your digital communication has done that. More and more visibility. I mean, there's things that you just cannot do. I mean, uh, there some of these kids are doing things that are causing uh, causing erroneous messages, and so sometimes it is a choice, and sometimes those choices uh, are hard to 
change people's hearts and minds. You know what I'm saying? Because it did cause that. Well, um, well but let's, let's be honest about the Kaepernick situation. Yes. Okay. He didn't fail a drug test. He was not a perpetrator or culprit in domestic violence. He gave a peaceful protest. Now, if he had been a player of a higher caliber, a star player, do you, you don't think, think it would have been banned, huh? Banned? No, someone would have taken a chance on him. But because he was a quarterback with average or a little above average skills, then, you know, the owners got together and they were, a lot of them were, quite frankly, intimidated by Donald Trump. That's my opinion, and I'm mm-hmm. saying it. They were mm-hmm. intimidated by Donald Trump, and and that's how... This collusion or this ban formed. And that's why Colin Kaepernick, at the end of the day, beat the NFL in court. They settled. They okay. settled. Okay. And, and the reason why they settled was because they did not want this thing to go to court. Everything becomes open and transparent. And then they would have to really, really reveal why they didn't sign this guy. Well, clearly. And while he was not the top quarterback in the league, right. there were people that right. couldn't play dead in a Western movie with that they were getting opportunities before Kaepernick. Well, I want to thank you for sharing and weighing in on that because certainly that was very controversial and, um, you know, it's been different opinions on that. And I'm so glad for you to share that too today. And But, you know, I just want to thank you for being on the show as we sort of close the show today because I could have you on part two because we could go on and on because uh, I wanted to talk about weighing in on the scandal regarding the New England Patriots coach, but we'll take that at another time because, um, but generally speaking, I just want to say, you know, sports have been praised for their numerous benefits. And I know bridging the cultural and ethnic divides, I think I talked about that. And it creates opportunities for employment because, again, people are benefiting. Businesses are flourishing. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's fostering of teamwork and fair competition. And so I think that uh, it's led to people really, when you look at the crowds, Uh, The people that are visiting uh, clubs and the local clubs uh, and bars to watch football, it's like it's become like a social institution, so to speak, where people from diverse groups can meet and they share the same interests. They love baseball or they love basketball. So clearly it's become a major spectacular and spectator activity. But you know what? We do have a few minutes, and I'm going to ask you about, because it's controversial, but I like controversy. I'm not afraid of it, about um, just weighing on the latest scandal regarding the the New England Patriots coach. From your standpoint, what does he stand to lose, and what does the team stand to lose in general? Well, and and you're speaking of Robert Kraft, who is the Mm -hmm. owner of the New England Patriots, and Mm -hmm. not just an owner of an NFL team, but you can make the argument or have the discussion that Robert Kraft and or Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys, are the two most visible 
influential, powerful owners in the NFL and mm-hmm. all the sport. Mm-hmm. But for him, I, I think the severity of this is when you hear the term human, human sex trafficking. And if it comes to light that these individuals were quote-unquote sex slaves, mm-hmm. then this could be severe. Okay. This could be very severe. Well, we'll keep him in prayer. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, it's really it's something that the New England Patriots had won, and significantly, I watched that game, and I was disappointed, um, but just disappointed in the way that the game was played. I mean, gosh, it just drug on and on. It was very boring. <laughs> But nevertheless, and now it to, was to, interesting. To, to the purest, it was a great game because while it wasn't a lot of scoring, it mm-hmm. was the game inside the game. It was New England's defensive prowess yep, and I superiority yep. <laughs> against the opposing team, the Rams' offense. And and that's why New England emerged victorious because of the masterminds and the scheme they had on defense was too much for the Rams' offense. Yeah, they did. So, again, I just want to thank you so much for contributing today on my show by just, you know, giving us this expanded view of sports from your point of view, which was just delightful. I'm so glad I had you on the show today. You are awesome. You know, you know so much. I mean, really, it's, it's a pleasure to have somebody who really knows sports and able to articulate it from all basketball, football, track. We didn't cover track, but yeah. And again, it's uh, certainly watching sports has really significantly, I think, get, getting uh, wider coverage on all of the sporting events in, uh, around the globe. So clearly, there's going to be a lot of impacts on our modern day leisure life, that's for sure. So no not being a sports fan, fan, you know, I'm really not that knowledgeable about sports, but I have learned a lot today listening to your points of view and your stories so i want my listeners to stay tuned next month this month as we're going to feature some very prominent athletes again on the show from basketball to a famous gymnast and we're going to learn some of their secrets today on how they've become so successful so again butch thank you for spending time with me and you are awesome again. You're awesome. <laughs> so, well, those I, thank you. And, and as I always conclude my shows by saying, make good decisions because life is hard, but it's even harder when you're stupid. <laughs> thank you very much for that last comment, Butch. Really appreciate it. And so for those of you out there listening, you can download this show later and you can share with your friends because truly it's a show that you won't want to miss and you want your friends to be listening in as well. So I'll see you next Tuesday. And until then, be blessed and have a great week. This is Dr. Barbara Young signing off until next week. We 
appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an outstanding week.